welcome to the Of The Earth Podcast. This is a place where we take time from our busy lives to remember the planet we're living on, the relations that support us, and our sense of belonging as children of this beautiful earth. I'm your host, Mariana Rittenhouse. Simply put, I'm a woman who sees life where others don't and teach humans to do the same. I do this by leading tea ceremonies, teaching personal tea ritual, and mentoring women in their spiritual reawakening to the earth. I created the Of The Earth podcast to re-inspire your innate connection to Mother Nature, so you can find deeper meaning in life and truly remember why you're here. Because even if you don't believe it, you belong. You really do. Thank you so much for being, and thank you for being here. Let's dig into today's episode. Hello, loves. How are you? Welcome to the second episode of the Of the Earth podcast. I hope you are having a beautiful day. Here in Boulder, it's gorgeous. (laughs) We had a light snowfall last night, and already the earth is greener than it was yesterday. The snow's melted, and we're just back to a beautiful day. It's one of the things that I love so much about living in the Rocky Mountains. The experience of spring here is like being on a seesaw. We go from warm and sunny to a snowstorm, back to warm and sunny, and back to a snowstorm. We really get the best of both worlds. The beauty of winter with cozy days in by the fire, followed by the fresh vibrancy and exuberance of spring. And it's kind of counterintuitive. You would think that with each snowstorm, we're moving backwards. But as I mentioned, when the snow melts, it reveals an earth that is even greener than the day before. So I'm reminded that we're always moving forward, always getting where we're going. Yeah, I'm just so enjoying it today. (laughs) I'm here in my home, looking out onto the land from this big window, watching the breeze, watching the turkeys and their mating dances, which are spectacular. I heard my first hummingbird of the season. I saw my first cactus flower of the season. I just watched this beautiful fox with the fluffiest tail trot by as I was driving home. And yeah, I'm just feeling the gratitude. The gratitude of living on this beautiful planet. And so if you need to find some presence today, if you need to take a moment to come back to yourself, I highly recommend just going outside and opening your eyes and opening your ears and opening all of the cells that make up your skin and just feel, 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 feel what's around, hear what's around, see what's around. It's always a really nice exercise to find the present moment and also to clear out whatever has you stuck. Just being in nature and anchoring into what is real now. Okay, 
<laughs> That's my little nature pep talk for you today. <laughs> I'm glad we're grounded into the earth around us so we can dive into today's episode. And first things first, I want to tell you a little secret. <laughs> so even though this is the second episode of the podcast, it's actually the first one I'm recording. And it's a pretty vulnerable one and really based in my personal experience of creating this podcast. And so I'm going to let you in on my process with Of the Earth so far. So I've been ready to release this podcast for the entire year, but I've been feeling stuck. Maybe frozen could be a better word. But over the past few weeks, I've been describing it to my friends as a sort of stage fright when I sit down at the microphone. You know, the type where you have so much to say, but when someone asks you a question, you go completely blank. <laughs> it's been like that. And it's been surprising because this is a beautiful, fully aligned offering. It feels right. It feels good. I feel excited. And yet there's been so much fear, anxiousness, and nervousness in my system around it. So today I had the whole day blocked off to record my first few episodes. And again, I found myself stuck and frozen. As I sat here in my house, I started to tune into my body and just feel myself. I extended some compassion and curiosity to see what's alive for me. And OMG, <laughs> I was seriously shocked at how much fear is living in me. It's like I was witnessing all of my old shit come up, like old stuff that I thought I'd cleared. And I mean, also to just be totally transparent, it's literally my work in the world already to talk to people about the earth and reconnecting to nature. So it's been even more surprising. Where's all this stuff coming from? And why am I afraid to do this now? But as I was sitting there, I remembered that this is greater than me. It's not personal, it's collective. I recalled conversations I've had in the past week with my friends and my clients and my family. And I remembered something that feels really important. And that is, I am not alone, especially in this. I know that I'm not alone in wanting to express myself and wanting to express my humanity, wanting to create something and being afraid to do it. Over the past week, I've been hearing the same thing from my community. I've been talking to such beautiful humans with so much to share that don't know where to begin and that don't feel worthy because they haven't been conditioned to feel worthy of self-expression. And what I've witnessed in them and also in myself is this kind of shutting down. It's like we're feeling inspiration and potential and all of a sudden, we deflate, like a very slow turn inward and kind of collapsing on ourselves. We have these ideas of, oh, maybe I could be great. Maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe I could change things. Maybe I could go after my dreams. Maybe I can live the life that I actually want to. And as these ideas get bigger in our hearts and in our heads, it's almost like our bodies get a little smaller 
and then the thoughts start coming up. Who am I to do this? Someone else has already done it. Is anyone going to care? What if it's not the biggest, most amazing success? Or what if I'm not good enough? What if I cause harm? What did I do to deserve this? Do I deserve to do this? No, I'm not great. I'm not worthy. Who even am I? The existential crisis commences. And it's so sad. It's really sad because when I think about these people, these beautiful, amazing, wise people in my life, I only see their potential. I see their greatness, their beauty, their gifts, and how much all I want is to receive and bathe in their expression of their humanness. The truth is it's so much easier for us to see the greatness in another than in ourselves. We know that. We've heard it a million times. But yet we are the main characters or main characters of our lives. We need to be able to believe in ourselves in order to walk the meaningful and beautiful paths that we came here to walk. This is our journey. And only our feet can start by taking the first step. And so as I was reflecting on all of this today, <laughs> I thought to myself, something that people tell me they appreciate about me is my realness and my vulnerability. This is a gift. And so I thought, share that. Share your fears, share your anxiety, share your raw truth and dig into it so we can take another step in our healing. To some degree, we all experience this lack of worthiness and lack of belonging here on this planet. And it's actually what's keeping us separate from it. It's what's impeding our healing and also impeding the healing of our greater collective humanity on the Mother Earth right now. And so here we go. Let's jump in and address some of these blocks. Okay, so my first curiosity around this whole thing that's happening for me really stems from something that I already mentioned, which is that I already do this for a living. So what is different about this than any conversation in my classes or retreats or client sessions? Why is the fear here in this new medium of podcast? And the most obvious difference to me is that this is a free offering. The energy exchange is a lot more indirect and fluid. I mean, first and foremost, it's an offering from my heart to yours and how the energy returns to me is unknown. Of course, I know the energy is going to come back to me and be so fulfilling and it can come back to me in myriad ways. And so that's a very different dynamic than the one I usually operate in. When it comes to my day-to-day -day work, my more intimate work, there's a direct energy exchange. I get paid to share something, to guide a transformation or explore a topic with a woman or group of women, and I show up to it. You could look at that kind of like a hook of some sort. It's not a bad thing, but it's true that when I'm getting paid for something, I take it more seriously and feel more accountable to it. I'm sure you can relate to that. And, you know, even saying that, I'm like, kind of wish that were my truth, but I'm here to be honest. It's my truth. And so 
instead of, it doesn't mean that those things aren't offerings from my heart, but instead of them being just offerings from my heart, there's also a sense of responsibility. You know, I have to do this. I said I would do this. I was paid to do this. And now I have to do this. And this dynamic doesn't exist with the podcast. My system really doesn't know how to motivate as quickly or easily without the financial incentive. It's kind of sad, but this is how our society runs. It doesn't run on a gift economy. It doesn't run on bartering. And unfortunately, it also doesn't run on the kindness of strangers. (laughs) We live in a world that runs on money. In human society right now, our exchanges of energy work through money. Oof, it feels like I'm kind of cringing as I speak right now, as I speak these truths, but that's exactly what they are. And so that means that money is what's going to incentivize our sense of responsibility. I'm sure many of you have felt this when it comes to working those extra hours or leaving a tip at a restaurant You agree to the extra hours over your free time because you're getting paid for it. You're not getting paid to, I don't know, go to that yoga class or hang out with that friend. But if you spend your time doing more work, you're going to get paid for it. You leave a tip because you have to. And if the people are kind, you can't just receive that kindness. Now you have to pay them more. These are the moments in which we feel that if there's money involved, we're going to show up more. And if we don't, we feel a threat to our to our survival. Maybe I'll get fired for not going above and beyond or lose social capital among my friends if I am not leaving a huge tip and they'll think less of me, which can also be perceived as a threat to our survival. And as I reflect on these blocks that are coming up for me in the space where money isn't the energy exchange, I ask myself, why am I giving here and what am I receiving for it? And to be honest, I mean, this is just an, an expression of my creativity, of my connection and love, like this unconditional love for our planet and for all of the beings and humans on this planet. I care so deeply. And when I think that that's not enough, I, oh, it's just so sad. I realize that I don't feel worthy of being my creative self. I feel worthy to make money. I feel worthy to make money because in our human society right now, I can't survive without it but I don't feel worthy to just express myself because I want to. I don't feel worthy to thrive. And of course, you know, this is, I just want to also caveat that this is on a macro level, right? This is a stepping into like something of my greatness, not just, of course, I feel, I feel worthy to express myself in my day-to-day life, but this creative, this like bigger creative project, the stepping into a new side of myself, this is, different. Okay. And so we think of like survival. I'm thinking of this as survival by making money versus thriving by being creatively expressed in the world. And in our world, one of these is 
greatly prioritized over the other. Survival and making money is greatly prioritized over creativity and art and hobbies and desires. And yet the funny thing is making money is not a natural part of the world or the earth. Money only exists in human society. But being creative is our birthright. We are literally the product of creativity. And it's only natural for us as humans to have a deep desire and longing to continue the lineage of creativity from which we came. So I think of some of the people I mentioned that I've been talking to this week. They're just so wise. They're wise. And they're rooted in their work and in their truth. And they have so many gifts to share. And yet they struggle in the same thing. They're working in jobs that pay them so they'll do it. And it might not be what they love, but they're getting paid well. (laughs) And when it comes to that beautiful zone of genius that they have, that deep gift that their soul came to this planet to express, like me, they find themselves frozen. It's almost like we're not allowed to survive and thrive at the same time. We're not allowed to make money and enjoy ourselves at the same time, or at least prioritize equally making money and enjoying ourselves. And we're not allowed to express ourselves without a point that's really rooted in human society. It has to, it has to um, have a purpose that we can really easily speak to. I see this in myself and in many women when we're talking and we'll say, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if that brought up anything. You know, we say something and then when we can't figure out why or some, you know, some summary that proves a point, we go into, sorry if that wasn't helpful. (laughs) And, you know, I gotta be honest with you all. I don't agree. I do not agree, and I think we should figure this out. I think it's really important that we all show up to the creative spirit and spark within us. And so as I talk to you today and I follow these threads as they exist within myself and I feel the fears and I feel my conditioning and I feel all that's coming up, I believe that the root cause of these insecurities stems from the blessings that we received and didn't receive when we were born into this world. And that's what I really want to share with you today. It's This is the most foundational part of my world, my work, my personal life, and me as a human on this planet. I'm always coming back to this foundational work. I'm going to share this with you here, and I'm sure I'll talk to you about it again and again and again. It's a topic that is just, as I said, foundational. And so let's start with the blessing that we didn't get. Why? Because it's the original blessing. It's from the earth-based systems that we all came from. Remember that before there was religion, there was the earth. (laughs) And before we had these complex societies that we live in, we lived in alignment with the earth. 
and the moon and the sun and the seasons, all that goodness. That's our foundation. So that's why we'll, we'll start here at the beginning. Now, the original blessing that I'm going to share in the earth-based system has two parts, but I'm going to start with just the first part. And that is when a baby is born and everyone gathers around and is so excited to love up on this baby, he or she receives a very important blessing. And that is, welcome to the world, sweet one. You have the right to be. It's that simple. You have the right to be. You have the right to be. You are not an accident. You came here with a purpose and you have the right to inhabit your body, which inhabits this earth. You have the right to walk on this earth for the duration of your life and express yourself as you are. You have the right to be here. Just like every other being in the world has the right to be here. This is not something specific to humans. This is something specific to all life. We all have the right to be. Every being on this planet has the right to be. From a blade of grass, to an elephant, to a homeless person, to the president, everyone has the right to be. And this is important because your right to be is based in everyone having the right to be. There's no hierarchy that some beings have a right and others don't. No, everyone has the right to be. They manifest it into physical form with the same life force energy of the earth and the sun and the moon that we all share. We all have the right to be here. And when we really feel the depth of our right to be, we feel worthy of this existence and this life. We feel confident in having a purpose for being here. We can, nav- we can navigate life in deep alignment with our soul and with our communities and our earth and our ecosystems. And before you start freaking out that you weren't raised in an earth-based society, it's okay. Even if you didn't receive this blessing when you were born, it's within you. It may be buried beneath a lot of stuff, a lot of conditioning, a lot of lost knowing, but it's in there. It's in your ancestral wisdom and knowing. These blessings can come through in different ways, so it's not very it's not so reductionist and straightforward. So you can just take a moment to tune into yourself and ask, do I feel my right to be? And it's okay if you don't right now. This is the first step. You're just knowing, just beginning. Okay. So now let's go to the more common blessing that we receive. The one we did get. And this blessing is from the religious system. And, you know, just before I get into this, I'm going to tell you, this is going to be some straight up truth. Okay. So it's not the easiest thing to hear. I feel always tender talking about this. Um, But it's an important step in understanding how we got to this place that where we're feeling right now. And so as I explore this with you today, I want to preface that my life experience is based in the Judeo-Christian system, specifically the Catholic system. And if you weren't really raised religious, you can, of course, take this with a grain of salt. Yet I'm going to challenge you to listen to the feelings that feel familiar. So it might not be the exact story, the exact words, but in you, something might be activated. 
And that's because Christianity is the religion of colonization and we live in a colonized world. So the patriarchy, our governments, colonization, they're all systems of domination that are based in this thinking. So to some extent, we're all touched by it. You can look at it this way. If you're not living in an earth-based system, some of this will probably ring true. And either way, as I always say, take it or leave it. You can take what works for you, leave what doesn't. It's okay if you're activated in something, allow it to be, allow it to teach you. I'm not here to be right, okay? But I'll share this part through my personal lens and my personal upbringing and path. When I came into the earth in the physical, I received a blessing that happens through the ceremony of baptism. And I find this ritual quite ironic because people are very excited about babies. They're very excited about getting pregnant and starting a family and they pray and pray and pray for it. Ooh, can I have a baby? Can it be healthy? Can it be everything that I want? Can it be a boy or a girl or have blue eyes or this or be brave, whatever, all those attributes we want and pray. And then we spend time nesting and celebrating and having baby showers and parent blessings. And then the baby comes into the world and everyone's so happy. This baby's so precious. And then they bring the baby to a church. And instead of getting told that they have the right to be, instead of receiving gratitude for their existence, their spiritual leaders say, you were born in sin. You are born of sin. And you have to spend the rest of your life making up for it. This isn't a thank you so much, sweet miracle for coming into this earth. We're so grateful. This is a cleansing. Literally, baptism, it has water to cleanse the baby from sin. They don't receive a right to be, but actually quite the opposite. They receive, you were born of sin. You were born of wrongness. You are wrong. And in order to have success in this world, in this life, essentially you have to pay us. We literally get a spiritual and material payment plan from a religious system to make up for the fact that we were born. And if you ask me, it sounds a lot more like a curse than a blessing. And I say curse really in the original form of that word, which is something that is, you know, if a blessing is something that is to offer you energy of support for whatever the matter at hand is, a curse is the opposite. It is taking away an energy of support. And to me, this experience is a curse. And so this is what we receive. This is the hand society has dealt us. When I think of that, like if you actually take a moment right now to feel into that and any of you who have kids will be able to really feel into this, feel into what it's like to be in love and to be living in alignment, feel into what it's like to start a family, to share with your 
beloved, this beautiful, intimate act of lovemaking and to create a baby. You can feel into this baby gestating in this woman's womb where she's carrying her child for nine months and then giving birth. This sacred, messy, beautiful ceremony of giving birth. All of this love and energy that goes into the creation of the future, into the creation of our children. And then feel like, look into that baby's eyes and feel into saying to it, you were born of sin? No, 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 no. I am not into it. I just can't, I can't get on board with that because it's just not true. Like what happened to the miracle of life we were praying for? When did this miracle become a sin? At what point? Creation doesn't happen of sin. Creation happens of love. And if we're told that we are sin, then maybe that's why it's so hard for us to be creative. When I think about the fact that before we were even conscious of it, most of us were offered spiritually. We were a spiritual offering into a religious system that holds these beliefs. It doesn't surprise me that throughout our lives we carry that imprint. We don't feel worthy. We feel like we have to make up for things. We feel like we have to suffer in order to be worthy of the good in our lives. When something bad happens, we're quick to blame ourselves. Because we were told that we are the the creation of something bad. We were created by something bad. So then something bad happens, we blame ourselves. How did I create this? How is this my fault? And it's not just that moment of baptism. This conditioning, this curse continues. I think of when I received First Communion. I was six years old. I was in first grade. And then I started getting to go to confession every week. And the key word being, I got to go to confession. Not I needed to, not that there was a reason to, but it was considered a privilege. And I remember how strange it felt for me to have to come up with reasons why I was wrong, why I was bad, and what sins I had to confess. I was six. And I got to say, baby Mariana was super cute. She wasn't bad. She was just a child. She was a sweet little child. (laughs) And the truth is I was already so conditioned that I didn't even oppose it. I wanted to go. I wanted to find ways that I was wrong so that I could get prayers to recite. It's kind of messed up. (laughs) But the truth is that the more prayers I got, the more worthy I felt. And those prayers weren't based on being great. They were based on being wrong. Again, this is specifically Catholic. And I know not all religions practice confession or repentance in this way. But even if you don't, for Christians at least, we were born into Jesus died for you. So you have to make up for it. And the truth is, from the earth-based perspective, a lot of beings died for you. All birth and life is fueled by death. The death of all the things we eat, the death of the beings we build our homes with, our survival is based on the death of others. Death gives us life. So where's the freaking gratitude for that? Can you imagine if we'd been 
blessed with gratitude instead of guilt. If we'd come in and said, you, you get to be so grateful for your life, not you should be guilty of it. Whew. Huh. Seriously. And so fast forward to now, here I am as an adult, of course, with this baggage. No matter how much I work on my healing and I work on myself, I still feel that unworthiness. I still feel that when I express, there's a good chance I'm going to be wrong or that something bad is going to happen to me or that I'm going to cause harm. It's still in me. And to be clear, I'm not a victim here. Of course, I've cleared a lot of this away and I'm always working on it. As I told you, this is foundational stuff here. I feel a strong right to be in my life. I'm rebellious. I do what I want. (laughs) I'm not often in alignment with the status quo. And I love these things about myself. And most of the time I can access them with ease. But when there's something that I'm not as confident about, it's easy for this original curse or blessing or whatever you want to call it to rear its ugly head. It's how I've been conditioned. It's how I was raised. A lot of us were raised in that. So it's really important that we remember our original right to be. We belong here. We belong here. We belong here. Get it? (laughs) Humans are not a curse. We are a great blessing to this earth and her beings. Our creativity and our expression is why we came here. Humans have this beautiful energy that runs through us that allows us to be guardians and stewards of this planet that allow us to be appreciators of beauty, that allow us to express our gratitude through song and prayer, that allow us to be incredible healers and ideally balancers here on this planet so that all life can thrive, not just ours. This is why we're here. And it's so important for you to remember that you have the right to be here. No matter what you do, you have the right to be here. Now, of course, there's one caveat. You don't want to use this right to create harm. Of course, you want to try and have positive impact in this planet. We want to express love and not hate. So I'm not sharing this as a get out of jail free card for any of you hearing it that way. Absolutely not. We always want to try to do the best that we can. And to be honest, as I'm thinking about it, it's probably more the religious orientation that gets us a get out of jail free card by discouraging us rather than empowering us. But imagine if you came into this earth and your elders, your parents came in and said to you, hello, my love, welcome. You have the right to be and you belong here. And you're such an important part of the alchemy of life on this earth right now. You are an important part of this ecosystem. You are an important part of this family, and we can't wait to see how you decide in your own sovereignty, with your own gifts, and the beautiful way in which you see the world. We can't wait to witness your becoming, your becoming of a child, your becoming of an adolescent, your becoming of an adult, your becoming of an elder. We're here for it, all of it. 
Well, if I'd heard that, I probably wouldn't be so afraid to express myself. And neither would you. We wouldn't be tied to these systems of control. We wouldn't be working and doing things that we don't love because we're afraid that that's the only way we'll be taken care of in life. We wouldn't feel that the only way I'll be taken care of is by admitting that I'm not worthy and then doing whatever the controlling force at that moment, be it a government, a church, the patriarchy, et cetera, wants me to do. We wouldn't feel that following that payment plan will guarantee our safety. All these beliefs and systems of control are rooted in the same agreement. We were baptized into this agreement before we were aware of it. It's the same thing in just a different form. And so whenever I feel, um, whenever I feel feared to express, this is something I like to look at in myself and get curious. Do I feel my right to be? Do I trust my right to be? Do I trust the forces in this universe that are greater than the institutions of government, of patriarchy, of religion, of colonization? Do I trust that there's a greater story and purpose unfolding for me? Do I trust in my sovereignty? Again, do I trust in my right to be? And then I told you that there's two parts to this original blessing. So let's build a little bit more. The second part, it's not just that I have the right to be, but it's that I have the right to be and I have the right to be all that I can be. I have the right to be all that I can be. You don't just get to be here. You get to be here with your fullest expression and your deepest purpose. And you get to be the wisest person on your path and live the life that you came here to live that no one else can truly know except for you. I told you my rights are pretty well intact, right? (laughs) But this is my right to be feels good. I feel like I got it. I can access it most of the time. But what about my right to be all that I can be? (laughs) I'm working on that one. I mean, that's a tough one. And I think it's a really, really important part of that original blessing. You get to be all that you can be. Feel into that. It brings butterflies into my heart. It really does. It's this excitement, this expansion, like what I mentioned at the beginning when we're inspired by our ideas. But then also this, ooh, the contraction. Is this too good to be true? This is not how I was raised. But I'm here to tell you, my loves, that it's true. It's true. If I had to tell you something and what I tell my peeps all the time is that you're not a mistake. You are an important part of this planet. You came here for a reason and we need you to show up. It wouldn't be the same without you. And so we don't just have the right to exist, but we have the right to exist in our greatness. We have the right to expand into all that we have to offer. We have the right to follow whatever path we choose. We have the right to express in the ways that we want to, not just whatever has been prescribed to us. We have the right to be all of us, all that we came here to be, to live our path to the fullest, to our fullest potential. 
regardless of if, it's, of if it's ever been done before, regardless of if anyone agrees with us or not. Whatever, who cares? It doesn't change the fact that we have the right to be all that we can be. Only we know why we came here. Only you know why you came here. And yes, of course, we'll have guidance. We'll have guidance from elders, from human elders. We'll have guidance from nature and our nature allies. We have guidance from spirits and guardians and guides and ancestors and all those who want to support us on this path. And we have the right to be the fullest expression of who we are. We don't have to be censored. We don't have to be limited. We don't have to be afraid of hurting other people's feelings by being who we are. We get to be all of it. We don't have to agree with everyone. We don't need everyone to agree with us. We didn't come here to be everything to everyone. We didn't come here to do it all. We came here to do what we came here to do, what you as an individual came here to do. And that's all that's on your to-do list. That's all you got to do. And you get to do it to the best of your ability and to your absolute fullest. You don't have to worry about everyone else. This is what communities are for. This is what the collective is for. We're all here to do our part. And through each of us doing our part, the whole accomplishes all that it needs to accomplish. You have the right not just to survive, but to thrive. And I think that that part is hard for a lot of us, the thriving which I think of as related to the second part of that blessing, the all that we can be. Once we get out of survival, once we get more into like, ooh, yes, my needs are met. I'm more aligned. Everything's good. Well, is it good enough? Could it be better? Can I thrive? Can I actually live into the fullness of my rights to thrive and to be all that I can be? This is our birthright. This is the original blessing. And if you haven't heard it up until now, I tell it to you with so much love in my heart and so much belief in your soul's path. You have the right to be here. You have the right to be. You have the right to be all that you can be. You belong. We need you to show up. This place wouldn't be the same without you. I speak these words to myself as much as I speak them to all of you. And as I wrap up this episode today, I just want to encourage you that if there's anything you've been holding back, any way that you've been afraid to express yourself, to explore parts of you that are hidden, (laughs) those parts of you that you keep secret, or to share your truth with someone, however big or small it is, I encourage you to just try and hold space for a different outcome than what you believe is possible. Allow life to surprise you. Allow the people in your life to surprise you. Allow yourself to be loved by this world and this earth. When we step into our right to be, we automatically become stewards of this planet and guardians of life because we start with ourselves. And that's really very important. And so welcome. Welcome to Earth. You belong. (laughs) Don't forget it.
All right, my loves, that's what I've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for allowing me to share my vulnerability of stepping into my own right to be, especially as I rip off this band-aid of the first episode of Of the Earth. May we roll forward and continue to allow our beings to be an expression of our love for this planet that we call home. And now, I hope you'll know a little bit more deeply why I end every episode, every class, every ceremony with these words and with deep gratitude when I say thank you for being and thank you for being here. Okay, I'll see you all next time. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode to stay tuned for future podcasts and new offerings sign up for my newsletter at marianarittenhouse.com and if this episode resonated with you i'd love to hear all about it you can reach me on instagram at mariana de la tierra that's of the earth in spanish oh and if you're ever in boulder colorado you should definitely join us for tea my students and I serve tea ceremonies two to three times a week at my home in the mountains, and we'd absolutely love to have you. You can see the schedule and sign up on the ceremony section of my website. I want to give special thanks to our beautiful Earth Mother and all of our relations for constantly inspiring me and this work. This beautiful podcast music was created by Castanea David Brown. As always, Thank you for being, and thank you for being here. Until next time. <laughs>